3: And definitely check out those shows as well. Annette Dauphin-Simon is the author of Spine Poems, an eclectic collection of found verse for book lovers. Before Annette became an author and illustrator, she was an award-winning advertising creative director, which we spoke about. She first found Spine Poetry, or Spine Poetry found her, as a bookseller in an independent bookshop proud parent of two lovely grown humans and one who lives yet in her heart, Annette's at home in Southport, North Carolina, and any place with a book. Welcome, Annette. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss Spine Poems, an eclectic collection of found verse. Thank you for having me. I am obsessed with this book this cover, this idea, the creativity, it's just the coolest thing. So for listeners who can't see what I'm holding, can you explain a little bit about your book and how you thought of this whole concept?
1: A spine poem is when you stack books on top of each other, one on top of each other, so that when you read the poems from top to bottom, it well, read the titles, it tells a poem or a poem-ish. I'm not exactly sure that they can all be called poetry. But I got the idea, originally, I was a bookseller in a lovely little independent bookstore in Florida. Which, which bookstore? It's called The Bookmark okay. in Neptune Beach, Florida. They're fabulous. Shout out to all them. <laughs> They're <laughs> great. Anyway, so it was a, a Sunday afternoon, and typically our Sundays are not the busiest times. And this was a rainy day, and I had another colleague, and I we were the only two there, and we had a rush. Like, we were. We're unexpected, but it's fun. It's always fun. People come in and talk about books. You help them, and when it finally ended, we turned around and there were just books everywhere, and we we were punchy, you know. <laughs> and we started laughing because we noticed, like, the picture books mixed with cookbooks and histories with mysteries, and and their titles said things. And like, you know, as we read them top to bottom, we thought, well, this is just funny. So, not to be outdone by coincidence, we made our own arrangements. And that's where it started. But I did come to find out later that, I mean, we thought we made a game, right? And we called it Found Verse because we found these titles together. But found poetry is a real thing. (laughs) And it it has roots that go back at least as far as uh, Dadaism and surrealism, art movements. So it's fun. It's just been fun.
3: Well, it's one thing to joke around with a stack of books that you put together late at night. And it's quite another to turn it into this book, which is a, gorgeous, and B, really gorgeous. I don't even know what the B was. It's just really gorgeous. And it's not like, you know, it feels very official. I mean, it's beautiful and it's not too big. It's not like coffee table size, but it could be a coffee table book. And it's horizontally oriented with spines like going across. So, what happened from that night to this book that I'm holding now?
1: Well, a whole lot of nothing in between, except I would I would make spine poems wherever I went. And I'd like in libraries or bookstores or just waiting in a restaurant. Sometimes they have in hotel lobbies. We were in Seattle visiting our daughter. And they have, you know, books as decoration, as style. And I, of course, start to play. So uh, that happened. But when um, it really, the book began during the pandemic, when I was just kind of looking around at my bookshelves and, uh, my oldest son, who's now 33, which is amazing, is uh, <laughs> kept saying, you know, mom, he, he has encouraged me for a long time to do this because I think I think you ought to do this. So I was like, maybe. And I have a wonderful agent, Brenda Bowen, and she's fabulous. And she said, do you have fun with this. Why don't you try this? And so I did. And then we had the team at Harper Design was just amazing from designers, everybody there. So I have to shout out to them. Oh, my gosh.
3: Well, just to pick a few of these wonderful poems, this one, and I love because some of these books I've had on my podcast, so I love like seeing Eric Thomas's book here for it and everything. But right, anyway. right. So you have one that says, "Pretending here for it to tell you the truth, sometimes I lie." I love that.
1: <laughs> That's the opening to the fiction section. Yeah, I decided to organize it like a bookstore, so you can yep. dip in and out of sections as you like. You
3: know. Yes, and you have you start with. Bibliophile, You're a badass. I wrote this for you, which is perfect. Yeah. So your table of contents has fiction, poetry, nonfiction, parenting, philosophy. Here, let's flip to parenting. This is for talking about our kids per usual. Say what you will. Children make terrible pets. This is so great. It's just so cool. You are here. Home at last. Our story begins. I'm not going to read this whole book, I promise, but it's so cool. While you were napping, the bear ate your sandwich. It wasn't me. Dragons love tacos. So cool. Okay. Anyway, how did you, did they take all these books? Like, okay. The photography piece of it, how did that happen? Did they take these books from like, where did the books come from? It looks photographic, but maybe it's not. How, Photographed. It, it is, right?
1: I, I took all the photos. Um, took first, all the photos? Cool, yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll explain that in a second. But, um, when I, um, Offered the idea, submitted the idea to see if anybody would actually want to publish this. I had probably 200 poems, various things. And of course, we went through them, and you know, some are better than others. They're not all great. And that kind of led to the division of the book by sections, how to, trying to get my arms wrapped around it. And so once I got the buy off on 100 poems, more or less, mm-hmm. that's so I was like, okay, so that's slice, that's cutting a lot. And then, uh, Once they were all approved, then I would get the books wherever I could find them. The library, little free libraries, my own shelves. I borrowed books, you know, I bought more books. Like my husband's like, what are you doing? (laughs) But he actually was really great as far as photographing them, because I thought originally I was going to do it on my phone. And uh, my editor at the time said, "No, no, no, no. This has got to be like real legit." So I bought a camera <laughs> and a tripod, and I'm realizing because I had a career in advertising before, I thought mm-hmm. there's a reason why photographers are young or have young assistants. Because I was shaking. Oh <laughs> no, tripod! And I felt like, can I focus? I'm not even sure I can see this. So my husband found the little like two second delay. Uh-huh. So I use that on every single shot. I have this big table in my little studio area, and my husband pulled one of those like plastic shelving units from the garage. We put it upside down on the table and then we made a backdrop of leftover. We had just done like a like a vapor lock and we had an old house, a hundred year old house. And so it's not even a basement. It's like ground between the ground and the first floor. We we had leftover piece of that. So I turned it on one side is black and the other side is light gray. So we duct tape that to the upside down. Plastic shelving.
3: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <Pull> For <off. laughs> Wow. Well, it looks incredibly professional and amazing. I'm so impressed. Tell me about advertising and what you were doing there and then your other books that came out. Like, When did all of this happen chronologically and and everything?
1: Um, Chronologically, I went to school for graphic design, University of Cincinnati, fabulous school, and then got a job. I always liked playing with words and pictures. So I was working in advertising and design, which was a natural fit. And I worked at ad agencies, really stellar places for a number of years. And then our family got an opportunity to, to move. And so I gave up agency life and, and we moved to Florida and that's when I took that part-time job at the bookmark. And I'd also been playing in the meantime with my own writing and illustrating picture books. So one thing led to another. And then like, this was just really something I found, you know, while we were playing at the bookstore. (laughs) So that's it.
3: Wow. I worked in advertising for a little bit. Also, I worked Mm -hmm. at, um, Ogilvy and May there and Young and Ruby Ham. where did you work and what what role did you have there? like what were you doing?
1: Oh I was an art director and then became a creative director.
3: Yeah wow, that's so great.
1: Started mm-hmm. at the time they called it finished artists. like mm-hmm. we were the people. and I go way back. we we cut type. We'd send it to the typesetter and with an exacto, I mean I could be a surgeon oh, with my paper to uh, <laughs> Robert cement. I mean it's it's literally archaic you know now but it taught you to like to see spaces between letters Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff
3: were there campaigns that you worked on that you're like really proud of even now
1: well like my first tv campaign was for royal caribbean cruise lines and this was a really really long time ago and they were basically uh, we we had not a lot of money so we found stock footage of their ships and we put that to music and we just had lines. I mean, they were supers over the thing. And, and that was really fun. that was when I was like, Oh, I can do this. And then it's adding the music, which is another fun element to the words and pictures. So.
0: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.
2: And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Amazing.
3: And then the children's books. Tell me more about those.
1: So this is kind of interesting because I, li- I listened to you had guests last week who did the picture book uh, about the garden. Oh, Sheila Hetty. Yep. We had a daughter uh, who's three and a half years old uh, when she died. She was born with a severe rare disorder. And, you know, so this is when I was working at that agency in Raleigh, North Carolina. So my our then five-year-old son, she died two days before he turned five. So the family was all coming down. We had, my parents picked up a ninja, you know, birthday cake. So we did that. So then for the, over the next year, he would, he would say things to me and I'd write them down, but to call it a diary gives it way too much discipline. Like I would just write things down over the course of a year. And usually he wanted to talk at bedtime, you know, while we were reading a book and stuff. So uh, when we moved to Austin, in the meantime, I'd started this book with him. And I said, are you sure you want to do this? Because the people at the hospice were saying, you need to get this out because there wasn't really anything for kids. Uh, you know, the fall of Freddie the Leaf. Sorry, I apologize to anybody who loves that. It's great. But when they, when your five-year-old son puts his hand over the book and goes, what does a tree have to do with my sister? And I love Judith Viorst, but the 10th good thing about Barney is that she's helping flowers grow. It didn't help us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just, it's very loose and it's really his thoughts and questions. And I, it was over the course of a year. So literally from the from the day he turned five till he was six, put it away for a couple of years, brought it back out. And I said, are you sure you want to do this? And he's like, absolutely, we need to do this, mom. This is the same one who encouraged me with Spine Poems. So we did. And it's Jack's words. Every word is his. It's called, it's a very long title and it's since out of print, but you can probably find one for 50 cents online. (laughs) But it's called, this book is for all kids, but especially my sister Libby. Libby died. So that was the first book that I illustrated. And I had no idea because I wanted to play with children's books my whole life. Had no clue that that would be the first one, but it really, um, it's still used in hospices and groups across country. So that's pretty cool. So after that, but it was fun. And I just did very simple colors. And, and I'll tell you, so this is how old I am. I drew in this program called Cork Express, mm-hmm. which remember doesn't that. even exist anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still write in it too. But it, you know, it's, it's the predecessor to uh, InDesign or whatever. So I'm using very simple shapes by design. Literally, because that I'm, I'm coloring in photo boxes and text boxes. And there was one page, and it's where Jack says uh, he's talking about, you know, on earth, your body is like your master. And when you die, you're set free. And he said, This has to be a genie lamp. And I thought, How in the heck do I draw a genie lamp like this? But I did, and it just overlapped circles and shapes and stuff. So that was the, the first one. And he was, you know, even despite a career in advertising, he was one tough little client. <laughs> Probably the toughest, actually. And uh, after that, I had one called Mockingbirdies published. And then two by Candlewick, Robot Zombie Frankenstein, and Robot Burped Smarty Pants. And we'll see. I'm still playing with picture books. So we'll see what comes next.
3: I am so sorry about your daughter and oh thank you. That is a beautiful story and way to take the heartbreak and help him through that too. Yeah.
1: I know. I'm sorry. Like it's just it's just hard.
3: No, oh, don't why are you sorry? No, I feel terrible. I don't know. It's,
1: like, anyway, it's no, it's this uh, is life.
3: This is life. It's okay. I mean, this, this is, is everybody alive. gets dealt their hand for whatever reason. And it's just terrible to hear knowing how much pain it, it must be involved still and always has been and all of that. So I'm just, my heart goes out to you. Uh, thank what you. No, it's,
1: <laughs> it, I rarely start a conversation where we're just meeting somebody and say, Hey, you know, <laughs> so I just spilled it to you, but uh, you know, we all have, our kids are amazing and they're all different as you know, like that they just come through us and, and I swear they're born with the personalities that they have yes. and you know, Our youngest is the most stubborn in the world, but it has served her well. (laughs) (laughs) So how old? My daughter June is 28. Okay. No, I am
3: completely convinced that parenting has like little to do. It's almost like just do no harm type of thing. Like they're they're born who they are. And it's just, I just have to keep them, you know, on the straight and narrow and, you know, teach them right from wrong and everything else is sort of overblown sense of influence, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm simplifying it, but I, I totally agree with you is all I'm saying.
1: I read something when I was, you know, going through the throes with our daughter Libby and it just said, we are all here to tend to the lilies in the field. We do the best we can. It's yes. like, that's perfect. Oh, And it's book, Bibliotherapy. I'm telling you, I'm a firm believer.
3: Yes. Did it help or how did it feel actually being a bookseller? I'm opening a bookstore like next month. uh, I know,
1: congratulations. I love it. I love it. I mean, there's never enough time to do the actual, the fun part. People think you get to sit and read all day. No, you're doing everything but that. And you're reading at night or any spare moment just so you can do that. But it's so fun. You get to meet people. The community is wonderful. Anybody who goes into a bookstore is there because they want to be there. Yeah. And it's fun. I mean, yeah, book people are just... Fabulous. All the way around. Everybody, you know, from the representative publishers reps to like everybody, the customers.
3: What is your favorite genre? or What types of books do you gravitate to? Like if you had all the time in the world, what would you be reading?
1: I love picture books, illustration, but I also, I love literary fiction, I guess. I've always loved reading cookbooks, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the stories behind them, not just the photos. That's fun. I like biographies. My husband's really more of a nonfiction guy, but uh, he, he loves, he can get deep into the history of chess or mm-hmm. the history of rum or whatever, you name it. He, he's he got it. So
3: so, what have you done with your camera since this project? I can't imagine you just like shoved it in a drawer.
1: Well, that's where it is right now, but okay. it's going to come out again. <laughs> I'm working playing with a version for kids.
3: Oh, awesome. That's really great. So
1: I think it'd be fun using all just titles that are only kid appropriate, you know. That's really cool. I think from, from board books up to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do it just between the ages of really like eight to 10 or 12, you know, then it starts like middle, middle school starts to get, there's just, there's just a big development gap there. Yeah.
3: Well, it's so creative and so cool. Do you have plans for related merch and things like that, like mugs and totes and...
1: I did that for Christmas. I made some, you did? some mugs. I did and uh, coasters made and also for the the booksellers when uh, the book was launched, I I gave them, you know, uh, little magnets and stuff. So we'll see. I mean, they seem to really like it, but nothing definite yet.
3: That would be really cool to do coasters related to drinking or parties <laughs> You know, I would buy those. That, that would be sick. So yeah. I mean, you can do different colors, different colorways, different great They're poems. Fun.
1: They're fun. It's just, you know. Oh my gosh. Fun. The books are amazing to me. Like everything about them. The colors I like to picture books, I like to take off the jackets and see what's underneath. Yep. You know. Too. Yep. End pages. It's just it's, all.
3: I I completely agree. Uh, there's so much there. Oh my gosh. And just to finish. One last word, mic drop, and then your book ends. It's so perfect. Thank you. Anyway, thank you. thank you for talking to me today. I love this book. I'm so impressed. I love hearing the backstory. Found verse for book lovers. So great. So thank you. And thank you for sharing your- Oh
1: gosh, my pleasure. Thank you for having Your me.
3: loss and all of that. I'm really, you know, I'm just so sorry.
1: It's been a treat to talk with you. Thank you.
3: Thank you. You too. I right, well, have a great day. Thank you. Take care. Okay, bye-bye.